Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, um, so your question. Okay. Um, okay. You don't have to totally, totally remember everything you read. Like um, when you get, when you read Bible. You are feeding more your spirit than your mind, I think. So, even though your mind does not, might not always totally pick it, your spirit is picking it. So, you don't know your spirit is picking until you need, until you need to exercise what your spirit picked. So, just keep doing it. So, for, for your mind to now um, lay hold of it, you have to now do mind exercises. Like when I read First Corinthians, I want to know, okay, when I, when I get to the end, I want to remember what the what the, the verse is, the chapter is about. So I go back and say, what the chapter, what, 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 what verse 1 to 5 say? Okay, that's that. What is 6 to 7, 6 to 12 say? That's that. So to now, to understand what, you know, after feeding my spirit, I try to, to feed my mind, to lay hold of what it is saying in my mind. So that one is very deliberate. You have to go back and go over the theme of the chapter to see what exactly it is saying. That's how you now feed your mind consciously. And, and uh, as videos must, must feed both must feed your spirit and also feed your soul is important. So you don't have conflict. You, you, believe, you believe something within, but your mind is telling you it's not really so. So you have to deliberately, you know, um, we have lost something very important, that of meditation. The, the, the prophets, the, the Jews, they meditated. So apart from just feeding your spirit, they knew how to train their mind. You understand? So, and that's how you lay full hold of truth. You feed your spirit. And you also deliberately meditate. Deliberately go over what you have read to get out the meat of it. That one is very deliberate. Okay? It's deliberate. Then, um, you know, um, about devotionals. Sincerely, they're for babies. No, but sincerely, they're for babies. You cannot feed yourself daily on someone's rema for you alone. Like what you do for one, one, every, every week of the month, um, Monday to Friday, someone's rema. That's what you are reading for yourself. So a person fed you on Monday, fed you on Tuesday, fed you on Wednesday, fed you on Thursday, fed you on Friday. That is all you are feeding on. For me, I it's even boring. I'm sorry. But it's not boring. It's, it's super boring. So why? It's good. It's good for you to have that kind of structure. Okay, I do, so I do, I do that. But you must have time in, in your week where you, have, you do your own Bible study. Because it's not study. It's just devotional. It's not Bible study. Do you understand? So you must have your own devotion, your own study. Your own study. Especially, when, you know, people can teach all sorts of doctrine. If you don't have your own personal word foundation, you'll be swayed that way and you'll have been swayed very far before you know. So, have your own personal study. When I was in school, I used to have Saturdays where I used to go to read in class. My mates will go to read in class, and I'll be in the hostel reading my Bible, and I could be there for hours. When you finish, you know something entered you. You my point here. So, of course, we have busy, busy weeks, busy, busy, busy weekdays. You must have time, either weekend or one night, where you just do your own in-depth Bible study. Finish, finish the book of the Bible from beginning to the end. Go write again, start again, finish it again. Because you cannot rush understanding. You can't rush understanding. Amen. Amen. And you can't make it your 30 minutes in the morning. You cannot work too. 
You cannot groan on 15 minutes morning devotion. You cannot groan that. You cannot groan 30 minutes morning. You cannot groan that. Growth is very deliberate and it takes time. Growth will cost you time. You must find time where you can go one hour, two hours reading the Bible. It might not be every day. Of course, it can't be every day. You must find other time in your week where, okay, this next four hours is for me and, you know, and God. That's how you grow. So you come to the, you come to the world very deliberately. You're not come to just come and just flip through and say, okay, I've done this today. You, you cannot grow on that. You cannot grow on, on, um, on routine. You grow on intimacy, deliberately wanting to know God more. Amen. So that's how it works. So um, you must find that kind of time. Ideally, your weekends, if you can. Saturdays. After church on Sundays, you must find that time to deliberately, you know, and don't just, don't, don't just read um, today, I'll read Romans 1. Tomorrow, 2 Corinthians 5. Next morning, you know, no, it doesn't work like that. Understand the books. What is this guy trying to communicate? Because every book has, has a, usually as a theme. Romans, grace through faith. You know, the law of grace. John, Jesus, the living word. Matthew is more like Jesus, son of David. Don't, every book has a theme. So if you, don't, if you just do Mark 1 and jump to Luke 5, and next tomorrow, second question, you're just doing any of the lefties. You, you will not really understand what people are trying to communicate to you. So you have to be deliberate about it. Okay? Then another question. Um, how to get what to come alive? You know, we, we pray this prayer for like for every Sunday. We pray it every time. That prayer is, is a deliberate prayer. You must understand the prayer we are praying. You are praying for revelation. You are praying that the word comes alive to you. So, that prayer must be prayed deliberately. Don't just, don't just pray without understanding we are praying. Know that you are praying for understanding. So that, so that you, are, you are expecting to get when you open your Bible. So that prayer will pray every day. You are praying every day for insight to the word. So, knowing this, you should expect, because you must come, you must come also expecting to get. Not just, I have come. You must come expecting to get something from the word. Okay? So, of course, then that, that cannot happen when you are doing it before bedtime. You are already tired. On your bed, game over. Yeah. So, you have to deliberate. When do you, when, when you were in school, you were studying, when, when was your best study time? Like maybe in the mornings. Maybe. Or maybe after resting the night, you now wake up and, and read your book. So, why, why do you now to make your Bible study what you do when you are tired and you want to sleep? It doesn't work. You must find time when you are fresh. So this is that their growth is deliberate. Growth is very deliberate. Then about connecting the old to the new. Don't, don't try to start from, from, from Adam or from Abraham. Start from Jesus. When you understand Jesus, everything now makes sense. Because the Bible is built around Jesus Christ. So don't try to understand Isaiah. Or understand um, Moses first. When you understand Jesus, then you can now go back and understand what they're saying about Jesus because they're all pointing to Christ. Now, when you take off Christ from the Bible, the Bible is, is almost lifeless. But it's lifeless because Christ is the meaning of the word. He's the word himself. So without him, the word is null and void. So if you don't know him too, you cannot understand the Bible. So start from the new. 
Start from the new, understand the new. And when you now pick up the old, you can begin to see what they were saying about the new. Because without the new, the old is, is obsolete, it's done, it's void. The life of the old is in the understanding of the new. Amen. And that question, should I question do we have? Is that all? Is that all? That's, that's another question. Okay, praise God. So, um, knowing the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Let's, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for two minutes. We pray for understanding. We pray for understanding. We pray for understanding. Activate understanding. I can't He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living God. He's the Holy Ghost, the Scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost, the seal of the age to come. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living. He's the Holy Ghost, the scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost, the seal of the age to come. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. How can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind? 
How can you run when you don't know the way of the Spirit? How can you fly when you don't know the way of the wind? The power at work in you, Kabashati, bringing everything in obedience. Come on. Always bringing everything. Bringing everything. Kabashati. Bringing everything. Bringing everything, bringing everything. Oh, call him Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. Worship him. Spirit of the Come on, worship the Holy Ghost. Yandela da Bakosh, Yandeka. He's the Holy Ghost. The scepter of the King of Kings. Come on, worship the Holy Ghost. Yandeka. He's the Holy Ghost. The seal of the age to come. Mataki Yandela da Bakosh, Bringing everything. Come on, he is bringing everything, bringing everything in obedience. He's bringing everything, bringing everything in obedience. Always bringing everything, everything. Always bringing everything, bringing everything in obedience to Christ. Oh, 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 Welcome, Oh, Welcome Raboni, welcome you wrote the word. Welcome, Mother You wrote the word. You wrote the word. Welcome, 
When any man comes to Christ, the veil is taken away. In Christ, the veil is taken away. In Christ, the veil is taken off. So that we can understand the word. In Christ, the veil is off. So that we can come into the word. In Christ, the veil is off. So that we can come into the word. Come into interest in the word. Come into fellowship with the word. In Christ, the veil is taken off. Every veil is off. We know the word. Every veil is off. We understand the word. Every veil is off. We understand. We know. We are one with the word. 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 Acts 20.32 Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Release your presence to the atmosphere. Let there be healings. Let there be deliverance. Let there be restoration. Let there be an overflow of the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better. Open the eyes of our understanding. That we may know the hope to which we have been called. Because there's a hope to which we have been called. <laughs> the Bible says that <laughs> if we already have what we hope for, there is no longer hope. So it means there is something more. 
<laughs> than where we are now, that we are open for. He said, this hope, that our eyes might be open to know the hope to which we have been called. That thing that exists, we are not there yet. So he's saying, there is always more. So that the hope to which we need to understand more and more every time. That we may know the hope to which we have been called. They may also know the riches, come on, see, the riches of the glory, of the inheritance for us to believe. So, there is something I inherited by being in Christ. I need to understand these things. Hope and eyes, Jesus. Hope and eyes. And we also know the power available in us. So, he says, this power is available, but you don't even know it yet. He says, that same power, Kabaka Shatia, the same one, not another one, the same one that raised Christ from the dead. Papa, Woo! Oh, glory. Listen, listen, listen. See, see, this power not only raised from the dead. That power took him up and sat him down at God's right hand. Above everything. You know what it means? Now, when a policeman says stop, authority, he's not saying it because he can with his own hand stop the car, but because there's a power backing him up. So, for every authority, there's a power back up. Authority is not without the power. So power backs up authority. So he's saying this power is what makes him have authority over everything. Because they know that if they don't obey the stop, the power will fling them. You get my point? So this power is what makes him sit above everything. See, that power is available to you. The power that makes him God, that makes Jesus Christ Lord. You get my point here? That power makes him Lord over everything. That power makes him God. See, that power is available to every believer. The same power that makes Jesus Christ God. So that without that power, he's not God. You get my point here? That power says that, that, that power, the power available to us. The same, the same mighty power. Pray. Open my eyes, Jesus, to know those things. To know the hope to which I have been called. To know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in us, holy people. To know the power available to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts 20:32. Now, I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. It says, now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So, the word builds you up. The word grows you. The word gives you an, an inheritance. So that without the word, you're not built up. Without the word, you don't lay hold of your inheritance. So, this week, this week I may pray that to myself. That I commit you to lie to God. And to the word of his grace. That is able to build you up to lie And to give you an inheritance among all those who are satisfied. So begin to pray for yourself right now. I commit myself to God. I commit me to God. And to the word of his grace. Put your name there. I commit to loyalty to God and to the word of his grace. 
that is able to build, that builds me up and gives me an inheritance. Among all those other five, I commit, to, I commit you to the word. I commit you to the word to learn him. To God and to the word of his grace. And is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We can have our seats. Glory to God. The word is a life. The word is a person. The word is a person. The word is a life. It's not a thing. The word is a being. Praise God. Oh, thank you, the Spirit. The word reveals to us our rights, who we are in Christ, what we have received from God, the word reveals to us. Such that our existence is totally based on the word. Such that the quality of my life cannot be beyond, cannot be beyond my revelation of, of, of the word. What I know of the word is what I will, I will see in my life. So that no word, no manifestation. No word, no glory. No word, no, no, um, no entry into the states. We enter by revelation. We enter by revelation. So you can pray to your blue in the face. You enter in by what you know. The word gives you access. The word is your access into the states. So, even though we are all saved by grace through faith, our manifestation in this, in this kingdom is per revelation. It's per revelation. Bible says that Romans 1 17, that the just shall live by faith. See, the just shall live by faith. And Bible says Romans 10 17 says, out of faith come. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing the message, hearing the word. So that without the word, there is no faith. And the just lives by faith. So meaning that without the word, the just cannot, really, cannot fully live his life. Because faith is word-based. And you, your life is word-based. It's faith-based. So your life is one plus one. Is equal to one plus equals two. How did they convert? Your life is automatically word-based. So that without the word, you don't live your full potential. Amen. So it's why you can't take us so casually. You cannot play about with it. You cannot make it what you, what you do for, for, for just take it on your to-do list. Your life is totally word-based. The Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it is what the word does in your heart that becomes what you live out in your life. The word determines your entire existence. Your marriage. Your finances. Your health, your career, everything will be to the limit of the word you have. So it becomes a matter of life and death. It becomes a matter of total urgency. It becomes everything. So now that makes you understand why I said you can't live your life on daily devotional. Your life is too important. It, it is too consequential 
to place your entire revelation on daily devotional. Praise God. The word will determine your entire life. The word is your life. Now, what you, what you don't know is yours. You can't demand for it. See? So, I heard of, um, I had an aunt in my first church, no, you know, when I was going to give her to Christ in Trem, 2004. This, um, she was always falling sick. When she heard that, Christ took her sicknesses. She shouldn't be falling sick. That this is not meant to be my life. And based on that single word, she fought and got a deliverance. Her sicknesses stopped. Why? She heard that. This is not supposed to be her life. Another one. This guy had ulcer. Real life story. And was almost bent over with the ulcer. As in severe pain was almost permanently bent over with pain. So you have to always go, back, go about with bag full of food to eat in class. So you always had a big bag full of food. Now, the guy got angry doing that. This is not who I'm, who I'm meant to be in Christ. Went to the room, locked himself up for three days. And I would rather I would die here or get healed. Why? Conviction. That this is not what I am in Christ. The word is what gives you that kind of conviction. The word is what gives you that boldness to lay demand on something. Because you know it is yours. Guess what? The guy came out totally healed. No, don't, don't do that at all. I don't think you should do that. But the guy came out totally healed. Why? Conviction. Because you cannot place a demand if you don't know it's already yours. Where you know it is yours, then you can demand for it. So, for example, we live in a womb with a very active devil, right? So, imagine that right, like, like someone is blindfolded and his money is here, but he can't see it. And he has an active devil. So, he keeps creeping about in, in the dark. And when he gets here, the devil takes it from there and puts it there. Because why? He cannot see what is his. So, it's why it becomes a matter of big consequence. Amen. It's not something just to casually. That today, I read my Bible, next week, I'll, no. It has to be something. When you understand what the word means to you, because for you, your daily bread. Praise God. So, we make a living by the word. The just shall live by faith. The just shall make a living of faith. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. The secret things belong to God. But the ones that are revealed are for us and our children. So, until it is revealed to you, it is not yours yet. So, even though it is yours by grace through faith, but until it is revealed to you, it is not totally yours. Amen. You're welcome. <laughs> Praise God. So, it is when it is revealed to you that it becomes really, really yours. So, even though it is yours by grace, amen, it is only really yours by, by what Christ did for you, but until you know it, it is not yours yet. Because in the spiritual realm, everything answers to faith. And faith answers to what? Knowledge. Amen. So, in the spirit, everything is from faith to faith. I get to my point here. Everything is totally faith-based. So that if you don't know it, even though it is yours by grace, you cannot have it. I get my point. Everything in the kingdom starts from faith and ends in faith. It's from faith to faith to faith. And faith is based on the word. So if you don't know 
the word, you can't have faith. If you can't have faith for it, you cannot have it. Praise God. So, we need to understand why it becomes a matter of urgency. Amen. So, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They perish because they don't, they don't know. Was that first I think? My message from two five says they don't know, they don't understand, so they keep walking on in darkness. So your life is fully knowledge based. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I said before, now the scriptures belong to God. When they are revealed, they belong to sons of men. So they ask, when they revealed to us, it becomes ours. Now, the way God works, it's like the way parent, parents, you know, hide things from their kids. So, you're not hiding it to keep it away from him. You're hiding it for him to find it. You get my point? When you, when, when, as a parent, you're hiding something from, from your child. You're not hiding, no, not, not when you're hiding dangerous things. We are playing hide and seek. For example, you are saying, this is your toy, you're not doing like this. What's the plan? That child runs around and finds the toy because there's joy in discovery. Yeah. The way God works with us. He wants you to see. So he says, look at it. So you can come out and, you know, and find it. There is joy in discovery. So God is hiding from you to find it. Not to keep it from you. So it's never far away from what you can find. So that the things you do for your next level, they are never fully far from you. They are just around. They are very close to you. Just need to do a proper search. Amen. So God hides things from you so that you can find it. Because there is joy. There is growth in discovery. There is reward in finding things out. In fact, it's part, part of, of your kingly lifestyle to find things out. It's, it's the honor of kings to find it out. So, part, part of, your, of your kingship training is you finding things in the scripture. Part of your, what, your kingship training in, in the kingdom is you finding things out from the word. Praise God. The word. So everything in this realm happens on revelation. Everything is inched on what you know. So for example, so when, when people stop believing in divine health and miracles and signs and wonders, it stop happening because they stop believing for it. God did not stop it. People stop by believing, by, by, by stopping to believe it. So God stopped doing it. So it's not God's hand that is too short to heal the sick. It's the people that, that cut it off by when they stopped believing in it. So you can see a church of believers, no miracles there. Why? They don't believe in miracles. So God just pulls it back. I get my point here. So everything is based on your revelation. So if you believe that God wants to be rich, you'll likely be wealthy. If you believe you'd like to be poor, revelation holds you back there also. I get my point here. So, so when they believe that God wanted his, his pastors to be poor, they were all poor. That's how it works. What you believe is what you become. God cannot do for you beyond what you expect to do for you. He says, have what your faith expects. Amen. So, what you understand to be yours from scripture becomes what you experience in your life. I'll be quiet now. You are too serious. <laughs> Amen. So, everything in this realm happens on the base of revelation. So knowing these things, number one, the word is a person. The word is Jesus. So, so when are we reading the word? You are reading, you are reading Jesus, right? You are understanding Jesus Christ himself. 
It's not just random book. You are reading Jesus. It's called the Word of God. Revelation 19.3. It's called the Word, the Logos. Amen. Christ is called what? The Revelation 19.13. It's the Word of God. Christ himself, Jesus Christ himself, is the Word. So when you are reading the Bible, you are reading into Christ. John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word is still God. So, Jesus Christ is the Word. Is what? Is the Word Himself. He is the living Word. He is alive. So, you are reading into a living being. So, of course, you get life from this. We are reading to a living being. The Word is Jesus Himself. What is the person? John 1, John 1 14. John, I need a reader. John 1 14. Ben, come and read for us. John 1 14, Hebrews 1 1 to 3. The word is a person. Oh, thank you, Jesus. John 1 14. Start from verse 1 to 4 first. From verse 1. John 1 yep. 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Pause. Verse 3 says, through him. So you can put word. Through the word. All things were made by the word. Everything is word-based. So that without the word, nothing was made and nothing will ever be made without the word. So, for the believer, creation is word-oriented. You create by the word. You create by entering into the word. So that without the word, there is no creation. There is no new level. There is no miracle. There is nothing... There is, there is nothing for you in this realm. Without the word, we enter in by the word. Everything for the believer is created and sustained by the word. So your life is totally and fully word-based. In fact, you are made by the word. We'll get there. You are made by the word. So your life is, your life is word, 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 word. Amen. Verse 14. Verse 14. Yep. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Look at this. The word became flesh. So he even forgot to, create, to, 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 to bring in a new kingdom. The word had to enter flesh and enter into the world. So for everything God will ever do, it is totally word-based. Amen. Even for the new creation, God had to send down the word to become flesh and come into, come into the world to make it happen. So everything in the kingdom is fully word-based. So you see, the word became flesh. So the word has always been and is Jesus. The word is a person. The word is Jesus. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Shoot. Hebrews 1, 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, 
whom he appointed heir of, heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Please pause. You can say this. That Paul, we, we, we have assumed that Paul wrote Hebrews, right? Fine. And John wrote John. But they are saying exactly the same thing. So if you read John 1 to 4 and 14, they are saying <laughs> almost the same thing. So it says, in, um, it says here that through him, he made the universe. Through the word. And John 1 says, everything was made through him and nothing was made without him. And next he was saying that, um, that the world became flat and moved into the, moved into the neighborhood. And we have seen his glory. Right? See, so I also was saying something. Verse 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and Same the exact thing. representation of his being. Go on. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Sustaining, running everything by his word. So everything in the kingdom is created and sustained by the word. So everything in your life is created and sustained by the word. When you find what for that matter, that place opens up to you. When you find the word for every issue, that place just opens up to you. When you find the word for divine health, divine health opens onto you. So what you find in the word becomes what you experience in your life. Now your, your, your full-time job is to be discovering what is yours in the word. So as you find it, you become it. Praise God. So we'll become by revelation. And the word is a person. Secondly, as I said for the word is creative. So Genesis 1 to 5, the same thing. He said, and it became, it's, you know, it says this, and it happens. The word has creative ability. So when you find scripture, you, 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 you declare it out, and it begins to create for you what the scripture says. So the word is creative. I find that when you begin to understand the word, your, your, your mentality just changes. You need to have more, 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 um, more inspiration to create stuff around, around you. The more you know the word, the more creative you become. The more you are open to ideas. Yeah. The word itself is creative ability. Hallelujah. The word is creative. Everything we see around us is made and sustained by the word. In the beginning, the word did everything. And the word is still sustaining everything right now. So the word is what creates the world we live in. Even your personal world. The word creates it. Everything exists and finds meaning in the word. Praise God. We also the new bet. We are word made. We are made by the word. First Peter 1.23 um, What's the time? For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. So you see, there's even you, new birth. You are born, you are made by the word. So your DNA is the word. The one will zoom in on your, your spirit. What we are seeing is the word. You are made by the word. So see, everything is made by the word. Even you, you are word made. And we know that um, flesh was born from flesh, right? So flesh eats of, of the earth. Flesh eats of its animal, animal skin. Flesh eats um, things from the dust. Because flesh is dust. Amen. So flesh eats of dust, right? But because we are made of the word, we live of the word. We are sustained by the word. We grow by the word. 
Amen. So, the way you feed your flesh, things of the dust, because your flesh is dust, and your body grows by feeding on things of the dust. So, also, your spirit grows by feeding on the word, because your, body, your spirit was made of the word. That's why he says, mouth um, not only by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, we live by the word. We grow by the word. First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 2. Says, First Peter 2 2. Thank you. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Look at this. So, just like newborn babies will crave for milk, that you also crave the word. That is how you grow. Says you must crave it. You must desire, because we grow by the word. You must crave it. Praise God. So he says, desire the same because that you may grow thereby. So we grow by the word because we are formed by the word. So we grow by the word. Amen. Verse 5. Sorry. 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. As we look at the word, we become more and more and more like the word himself, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Take it again, I want one more time. And we all, who with unveiled faces complete the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, so, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Hallelujah. So as we, as we look into the Word and understand the Word more and more, we are being transformed into the same image from grace. So, as, as you understand what we are becoming more and more like the word himself, like Christ. Such like that, without growth in the word, I don't grow into Christ fully. I get my point here. The word changes, the word changes our character. It changes, changes our, our outlook of life. The word builds up our spirit. So, as I grow in the word, I'm growing more and more into Christ. I'm beginning to look more and more like him, talk more and more like him, act like God, because I'm building him in his word. Amen. Amen. So there is no growth without the word. The word also cleanses us. The word has cleansing power. So when you feel, uh, when you feel down and weak, or you feel sad, you feel not good enough, take up the word. The word cleanses you. Just keep reading the word. The word cleanses you. John, John 15.3 says, you have been cleansed by the word I speak unto you. So the word cleanses you. The word cleanses your thoughts. The word cleanses your, your, your ideology. The word cleanses you. Ephesians um, 5.26. Ephesians 5. The word cleanses us. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5.26. Yep. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Look at this. So he says, the word makes you holy. By cleansing you with water through the word. So the word purifies you. The word purifies for me. The word purifies you. So if you want to, if, if you want to, 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 um, to fully walk in your holiness, you must understand and live on the word. When you feel dirty, pick up the word. The word cleanses you. The word purifies you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The word is tangible. John 1.14. That the word became flesh. 
So the word can lead the spiritual and become what you see, you experience. I get my point here. The word is tangible. The word starts off as, as um, unseen matter. But at some point, the word will become flesh and enter into your experience. So if you have revelations for divine health, at some point it becomes tangible. The word will become flesh. Every word you feed on and meditate on and brood on and pray over, at some point become flesh. So that to change your experience in life, get the word, brood over it, meditate on it, keep going over, over, over again on the word to become flesh. Amen. The word becomes tangible. The word is life. John 6, John 6 and 3 says, the word I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. So it's not just mere words. The word carries something. The word carries spirit. The words are spirit and they are life. The word has an anointing. Amen. So, knowing this, we need to understand how vital it is to our lives. That we don't take God's word casually. It becomes your, your major part of your to do this on, 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 for every day. It becomes the major part of what you do every day. God's word. Growing to know you more and more by understanding him from the word. Praise God. So, when you now have the word, what do you do? You keep speaking it. The word works by speaking. Bible says in Romans 10, says, says um, oh, break Christ down from, 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 from the grave. Also. Says, but the word is 90. The word is in your mouth. So that to bring whatever you want from Christ to come down to you, it is in your mouth. The word is in your mouth. So that when you keep saying it, you will have what you expect. The word is 90. It's in your mouth and on your heart. So if you keep saying it, you will have it. So instead of saying, who will bring, bring my miracle down from heaven? No. The word is in your mouth. The word is 90. So everything happens on the basis of the word. The word is 90. So if you keep speaking it, you will have what you say. Glory to God. So finally, the word has been given to every believer. Every believer has access to the word. Every believer can understand and grow in the word. Not just pastors, not, not just teachers. Every believer has been given the word. Everyone has been given the word. Matthew 11 says, to you that has been given. To know kingdom mysteries. To you that has already been given. When he came to Christ, that veil was taken off. When he came to Christ, the veil was taken off you. So you can understand the scripture. So you can understand the scripture. Amen. So when you approach the word, approach expecting to understand what you are reading. And when you don't, you keep praying the Holy Ghost until understanding comes to you. Because why? You already have access. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, um, is it 1.13 or there about 2.13? It says spiritual things belong to us, spiritual people. Because as spiritual people, we can understand spiritual things. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not trying to understand. We, we can understand. We already have access to understand scripture. Amen. So coming boldly, because you already have access, expecting to understand what you are reading. Praise God. Praise God. Never know two. Ephesians 1.15. Let's read it together. Ephesians 1.15. 
Are we there? From verse 15 together, 15 together. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering my prayers. 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, When raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything. Hallelujah. So we'll see finally that God placed all things under the feet of the word. So everything has been placed in custody of revelation. Everything has been placed in the word. So that all you need to find in life is to find the word. Lay hold of the word. You keep speaking the word till you have what you expect. So if, for example, you're dealing with, 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 with sicknesses, find the word it talks about your divine health. And you keep saying it over and over and over again because everything has been placed under the word. So if you keep speaking it, at some point it will speak your life and not lie. Finances, find the word for it and keep breathing over it over and over and over again. So for example, this week, last week, I was going over Romans 8 that says, if God's spirit, if God's spirit lives in me, it will quicken my mortal body. It will give life. So, you need to understand, I cannot live um, a sickness within life. I can't live without power because the Spirit of God lives in me. The Spirit of God gives power to my mortal body. But when I lay hands, this happens because why? God's Spirit lives in me and gives power to my mortal body. So, I can lay hands because His Spirit is quickening and giving life to my mortal body. So, how does that come? By understanding and keep, keeping, you know, to keep going over and over and over again the word in your mind until it becomes understanding light. Here's my point here. That's how it works. So find the word. Then keep going over it again. Keep going over it, over it again until it becomes revelation to your spirit. Amen. So for every issue in our lives, find the word. Keep going over it over and over again and make your confession and you would have what you expect. Hallelujah. Can't be on our Thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified. If you would love to partner with our ministry in giving, please visit our website at www.thisgreenchurch.org and click on the giving link. God bless you.